Now, in terms of in terms of De Bruyne's goal, before we talk about the uh, the the absolute sheer classness of it, uh, can can we just take a moment to 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 have a look at Otamendi's pass that he plays into De Bruyne to start that move and and just how much that for me anyway that shows an an evolution and a development in in Otamendi's game personally that he sees that pass and then he executes that pass. Lloyd, what did you do? Do you think that he's is that a, maybe a, a a fantastic signpost of the development of players like Otamendi? Yeah, but to be honest, I, I always I've always felt like Otamendi's been pretty capable of that passing between the lines. Um Really? Yeah, yeah. I think he's I think he's generally pretty good at it. Maybe not as good on his left foot. Um but I, I've I've always felt like he's been pretty decent at that. In a way, sometimes better than Stones, actually. And that's that's what Stones should be doing, but he's not done it that often. I think he has in recent weeks. But I've always I've always felt like that's one of one thing that Otamendi definitely can do. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the pass, it's a it's a great pass, and to be honest, his overall game was you know t- pretty close to exceptional. He obviously, as he does, and he can't fail to do. He's got to get a brain dead moment in there with that scissor on um, on That's William. Exactly and, and, oh my god! He was like, right, was I've had off. I've had off enough now. I'm just going to do it. That yeah, was hilarious. It was, yeah, it was just so Ottomendi, wasn't it? After just. Almost, to be honest, like a flawless performance. He just has to just get that in there. Did you see the look on Fernandinho's face after he gave that free kick away as well? No, oh my no. word! I just, it it just it cut to uh, it cut to Fernandinho, and he just looked at Otamendi, and if looks could kill Otamendi, would have dropped dead there and then because it was just proper Fern. It was just like you are a moron, mate. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, uh, Sam, what about for you? Am I am I overegging the quality in that pass here, mate? Is it just because I've seen too many gifts of it, where I'm just like, wow, that for me, that pass gets better every time I see it. No, it it was good, and I think it is a sign that they've been they must have been working on him and his distribution a hell of a lot, especially in home games as well. That he plays that crossfield pass now with his right foot, yeah, from yeah, one side to the other, is, yeah. and, and he does that a lot. Um, it's they must do so much work with him on the training ground now, and and yeah, it's when he came over, he you know he, he had this reputation as being a ball playing centre back, and he made a lot of passes in the Valencia team that he came from, and they weren't really a passing team, but he started a lot of moves, um, but then kind of made me think that there is a difference between being a centre back who won't just hoof it and is decent on the ball, but not, he's not quite like Stones or somebody like that who's got a bit more of a range of passing. But I think maybe they've developed what he did have, which was quite limited, although he was confident enough to try it. To try it. And I think now they've worked on that and he's got to a position where he is much better on the ball and much more of the kind of defender they want him to be. I mean, he's, he's always going to be slow, but he has been good this season and he was really, really good against Chelsea. And his passing is is up there with what you'd expect. And it, it kind of suggests that if they want to do the same with Mangala, maybe, although it's taken Otamendi about a year to get to this point, but maybe there is something they can do with Mangala because they really have brought on Otamendi. And, you know, I think probably more than they expected him to be considering they would have sold him in the summer if they could. He just, mm. he does look really good. In, he just looks really good overall. Um, and yeah, especially on Saturday where he was great. Okay. Now, Let's talk a little bit about De Bruyne and that goal because 
be remiss not to. Uh, Sam, is he the best? Currently, the best midfielder in the uh, in the Premier League. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, he's. Okay. He can do the lot, can't he? He can do the lot. He can do the lot. He's just so intelligent and he's so technically gifted, and he he can beat players and pass, and he can run all day. Yeah, he is. He's the most complete. Um, yeah, he's excellent. He really is. And Lloyd, is he the best player in the league? Full stop. Um, for me, it's between him and I think him and Hazard for me are the best two players in the league. What Hazard, the guy who didn't get a kick at the weekend? Yeah, but he's it was, he, he, it was anonymous. He, yeah, but I think let's be fair. You know, he's been out. He's this is his second game after four months out with a broken ankle, badly broken ankle, and he had surgery. So, you know, um, I, I I always thought it was going to be difficult for him to play a game in midweek on Wednesday, um, really intense, and then have to play again against City after such a long injury. I thought that was asking a lot. Um, mm, but Hazard, Hazard on top form I think which he'll come back to is probably the closest to De Bruyne and I, I think Sanchez is probably in and around that bracket as well Okay um, in terms of in terms of the development of, of De Bruyne's game this season and the role that the, the amount of responsibility that he has but also the way in which it feels as though we're building the team that we see, we tend to tailor our tactics to make sure that more than anybody else, Kevin De Bruyne has got time and space to to play. Um, is 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 that is that beginning to show that is he beginning to show the importance to to City that maybe Iniesta had to to Guardiola's um, Barcelona team? Poor big call. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, obviously, you can you can name two players in the same breath without directly comparing them. Uh, but in terms of the importance of the team, yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't a direct comparison. No, no, of course, yeah. Just in terms of the importance and how the the, the team, the way the team functions, uh, is so much about making sure that De Bruyne can do the thing that he does. Yeah, yeah, it is before yeah. anyone else. Yeah, the article I wrote after the. What game was it? It was after the game in, in Rotterdam about his importance to the team and how, you know, the, the coaching staff were similar to us last season, how they thought he was, well, they, they recognised he was going through a period of adaptation. But whereas a fair few of us onlookers were thinking, oh, maybe he can't do the positional play. They were like, no, this is the perfect guy to do it. And he's he's more... He's more vertical as well. You're not. He's he's more willing to go at the defence and drive the team forward, which is something they hadn't really expected, and they've kind of built on that. Um, and yeah, they saw him as as the ideal man to to do it. Um, and then after I wrote that piece, I spoke to somebody else, and he gave me a lot of other information they've got, and I put it in my write up of Saturday's game, and that is that. Obviously, Guardiola's got these five vertical lines on the pitch, these zones that the players need to stick to. Um, and I mean Thierry Henry's done a good a good example of this on Sky a few years ago you know what they they did a video of of them playing at, at Barcelona and how he's told that none of the players you know you're not allowed to go looking for the ball you've got to stay in your zone to be in the right places and you know Guardiola's really really on top of that but I was told that De Bruyne he is the one player when if if things are getting tough they 
Guardiola tells De Bruyne that he can break those zones. He can go looking for the ball, get it, and try and make things happen. Which, I mean, I'm not sure how many other players he's he's allowed to do that in his time. You would presume Messi is one. Messi may be the only one, really. And then the other thing is De Bruyne... He's kind of the one who translates Guardiola's ideas, both in training and during a game. So Guardiola will kind of explain what he wants them to do, and it'll it'll be De Bruyne who then gives like more specific messages or kind of Guardiola will maybe do it quite technically or maybe it's quite complicated. De Bruyne will kind of digest it and realize how to tell it to to players who maybe don't quite understand the the terms he's using. And then if there's a if there's a tactical change that needs to be made during the game Guardiola will call over De Bruyne and De Bruyne will um, will take it on listen um, and then he'll call over four or five players and tell them where they need to go and what they need to do now mm. so wow, I that's mean very interesting. He, he really is very important to this team do you think he can get better Sam uh, are we seeing a player at his absolute peak no I don't think so because you know I think City, City are going to get better um, under under Guardiola, um, and he's still young enough. Why is he twenty five, twenty six? So he's still got time. Um, and I, I just, I just think, just thinking naturally and generally about the general progression of of players' ages and teams' evolutions, and the fact that you know Guardiola is not even halfway through how long he's going to stay, whether he does three, four, or five years. Um, no, I think City can get much better, and being uh, and being a big part of that, De Bruyne can get much better as well. And I think that's why they want to give him a new contract now because they don't want him to go and have a good World Cup and be at any kind of danger whatsoever of like Real Madrid just going right. We need this guy. Yeah, because I think they see well. They obviously see him as maybe the key man, if not you know, obviously just one of four, five, six key men to the whole to the whole thing. But yeah, he's just, he is really important. Excellent. Um, Lloyd, one, one quick thing after that, after De Bruyne's goal, and it's, it, I guess it's more of a philosophical question than anything else. Um, obviously for Guardiola, the important thing after you score a goal is to keep playing the way you were playing before you scored the goal. So you keep pressing high, you keep the super high line, you basically, that, that characterization that, that, that Duncan Castles gave us at the top of the show about, you know, super aggressive, super attacking. You remain that way after you've scored the goal. Um, do you think that that's, do you think that will cause us problems in, in moments? Because the what it, in a way it feel for me, in a way, in a game like the Chelsea game, I'm not saying that it was the wrong thing to do to keep playing that way because we did create more chances and we could have scored more goals. Reality is, though, that we didn't score more goals from the, cr- the chances that we created. And as a as a, a, a converse to that, I guess that, for example, that that Otamendi Chelsea free kick it comes from a Chelsea break. It comes from the fact that we are still in the 90th, 90th minute, in the 85th minute, in the 90th minute, even though we've only got a one nil lead. We're still playing with a really high line. We're still playing to try and score another goal. We're still playing in a way that means that Chelsea still in that last, in those final minutes can break us. Um, how do you feel about that? Uh, I, mean, I mean, there's, I see what you, I see what you, because I see what you're getting at, but the thing is, 
I think like like what Sam said, I think the Monaco game is a really good example in that the players obviously at that point weren't. I think they they were they they all bought into Guardiola's kind of philosophy in that you know they're they're happy with it in training or whatever. But it takes big results and big performances to come from that implemented mentality and have that as kind of like a verification of what you're doing in that then it almost becomes muscle memory in games not to drop off when you've got that goal and just to keep going because you know previously that it's worked and you've got that there to remember and you remember our last time when we were in this position we did this okay and it worked right let's not drop off um and i think this performance will be a verification for those ways and yeah okay you know if you don't score the second